Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 2020 Leadership Mindset Conference. I'm your host, Riley Jensen, and today I'm super excited to introduce to you my friend, who also happens to be the women's basketball coach for Weber State University, Coach Valeda Harris. Coach, thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really appreciate you taking a few minutes. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm excited about this conference, and, and I've interviewed a few other coaches so far. Um, but I think just for me to, to, to get, to get to know you a little bit better and to help, help the people out there that are watching this to get to know you a little bit better. Tell, tell us a little bit about your path. Like where, where are you from? Where did you play? Where, where have you coached? Okay. I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's a nice little history. Well, I think you're saying I'm old, right? That's what you're saying. Oh, um, no, 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 no. That's, not where, That's not where I was going. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, well, I'm from Portland, Oregon, you know, the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Okay. Uh, beautiful P Pacific Northwest. Um, I, uh, I played college basketball at Portland State. Okay. Go Vikes, go Vikes. Um, um, had a great, great experience there. I, it ended early because of, due to injury. Um, and then I, uh, I coached high school for, and I'm trying to remember now, 13 years, I believe it was. I coached okay. high school for 13 years. Um, and within that, I, I coached basketball and track. Um, it ended up just completely being basketball. Um, but I, I was a counselor um, in schools. And then um, I was an athletic director at Lake Oswego for community schools, all the sports that aren't your general you know, sports. So I did all the other um, sports from kindergarten all the way up through high school. So um, that was a great experience. And then from that, I um, ended up, I coached club basketball. You know, I was sponsored by Nike. So because Nike, it's the home of Portland is the home of Nike. So I was sponsored. I was the women's club team that was sponsored there for almost 10 years. And then so I did that while I was coaching high school. And then it led to opportunities in college, which I, which quite honestly, it wasn't like my goal my dream bless you to do so um but i ended up it ended up you know working out that way and so i went from high school and college to um coaching a year with my brother in the ibl say so now you have all the g league and things like that um but i went into the ibl with him for a year loved it first time i coached men um grown men actually and so it was it was an adventure but i learned so much just in that year's time and then i went on to university of oregon and from University of Oregon, I went on to the University of Utah, and I was at Utah for six years. Oregon, I was for two, Utah for six. Um, took a year off um, because I wanted to learn, because what you find in college is you're learning from the people that you're working for, but also, I don't wanna say you get pigeonholed, but you start working in their mindset, and you wanna make sure that you still have the qualities you had, still believe in what you believe in, you know, and, and wondering if your philosophy has changed and so I, I spent a year going around to 10 different universities across the country. And I spent three days with 10 different programs um, throughout right. that season. It was, it was the best thing I could have done. It was the best thing I could have done. Um, it took copious notes. And then from there, I went to University of Rhode Island for a year, expected to be there for at least two or three. Um, and so I went from Utah to Rhode Island just to come back to Utah again and became the head coach of Weaver State. It was crazy. Awesome. It was crazy. As you're going through this, I'm, 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 if I could draw up mental toughness mm -hmm. and resilience and mm -hmm. grit, mm -hmm. you've had quite the path. Has that, do you think that's influenced your, do you think that you've had to have 
a mentality or a certain mindset to be able to do what you've done? Um, yeah, I think so. You know, it's, it's, you got to be committed to it, right? You have to be committed to it. You know, we were talking earlier before we got on about our families. And so having three children, married to three children and trying to do all of this at the same time, you better have something up here because there's times where you just want to be done. Like, I'm just gonna, you know, do something simpler, you know? And so, so, but I think, yeah, I had to, because um, especially when I decided to get into college, because high school coach, you know, if, you, if you're doing a great job, you could be there for years. You could just be there for years, you know, and, and um, still serving kids, which is what's important to me, still doing all of that. But when I got into college, I had to be determined to try to become the best recruiter, to try to become the best um, skill development coach, right? You're trying to just hone your craft. And so you have to, you have to have a system. Okay, I have to work on my, the, own, the program that I'm in right? But I'm still trying to self to improve myself at the same time, you know, and then raise my family and, and be, you know, be, be, a, be a good wife and things like that. And so I had to balance all of that out. So, you know, and, and it's, you know, you talked about mental toughness, you know, my, I'm probably jumping ahead here, but, you know, to me, mental toughness is about the commitment, right? It cannot be tied to my emotion because if it's tied to my emotion, I'm human and I'm going to stop. Like yep. if I get tired, if I get weary, I'm going to stop. But if I'm truly committed, if I'm truly committed to something, then I'm going to try to do it with all of my heart, with all of my strength, with all of my, you know, with all of these yep. things. And so, and so, you know, that's something that I, I've learned over time. And that's really what I try to impart to the young women, you know, um, efforts a little different, you know, I, I might not be feeling well, I might not be you know, doing these things. But if I'm committed, you came in, sorry, I'm jumping around. You came in and said something to us one day. You talked about today is my best. I think you said something like 60%, 65%. But am I going to give all of that? What If that's what I got, that 65 in me, if I'm sick, if I'm tired, if I got a headache, whatever else, am I going to give all of that 65%, right? And right. I, that, that really struck me, you know, because every day is not your best day. Every day is not your best day. And it ties back into what my thinking is. I got to be, if I'm committed to this thing, you know, that to me, that's what built my mental toughness. Do I really want this? Yeah. Do I really want this? Because things are not going to be perfect every single day. Things are not going to be perfect 60% of the time, right? But am I committed to this thing, you know? And so, so yeah, I learned a lot um, when I started, jumped to, when I jumped to college because, you know, different experiences happen, you know, may not keep a head coach, may keep a head coach. I may have another opportunity. So I got to make the decision to move on to another program. All these things are tied into that. So yeah, I got, I got a lot stronger here. I got a lot more focus here throughout all that. Uh, well, you brought up a whole bunch of really, really cool thoughts. To me, as I'm listening to you, um, a, a thought came to my mind. One of, one of the concepts that I love to teach is that motivation is fleeting, but commitment shows up when long after motivation is gone, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. commitment over motivation is a huge thing. And that, that right. feels like a little bit about what you're talking about. And then obviously given a hundred percent of your 78% or a hundred percent of your 28%. I, I, a lot of times, and I think I said this in that session that you're talking about, but I talked to the athletes and I'm like, does your cell phone work? At 100% function when it's at 11%, yeah, it starts acting a little crazy at about 2%, 1%, and then you got to recharge your battery and you got to get, you got to get recharged. But you can give 100% of whatever you've got and you give 100% function. So I, I love that. I, I I think it's really beautiful what you just said. 
one of the things I wanted to rewind back to as I was listening to you, do you feel like mindset, commitment, some of these things that you're talking about, do you think it's true across the board? I mean, you've coached men and women now. Mm-hmm. Is it a different animal? Is it a, I mean, obviously men and women are different, but do you have to handle a women's team different than a men's team to help them to be mentally tough? Well, you know, I've been fortunate to be around a lot of, been fortunate to be around a lot of professional athletes as well, right? And so I think at the elite level, it's very similar. Like if you're at the top, the top five percent, I think they're the same, because you know that's why they are Olympians, right? That's why they are pros, and they've been, and they've been able to sustain that. You know, I think that mentality is is the same. I think just I and this is just my opinion on sometimes how we're conditioned growing up, right? The, we, as females, tie, things are tied to emotion. A lot of things are tied to our emotion, mm. right? You know, just because, because we're, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard to say because I have daughters and I have a son, you know, and there, and there again are some, you know, individuals, male or female that are very sensitive, individuals, male or female that are very, very tough. But I think just in terms of surroundings, and this has been my experience is that, that I know, I, this is what I know for certain. A women's, a men's basketball player and a women's basketball player, I found this in, in my experience is that a guy will go hoop anywhere because he wants to hoop. He's going. He may, you may want to go to that top tier program, but if that top tier program doesn't take you, you're about to go to this second tier and you're going to give every single thing you have, no matter what, no matter who the coaches are, no matter all this stuff, because you're going to hoop because you want to hoop. What I found and my personal experiences, what I found with my, my women's basketball teams is they're going to hoop. But I tell you what, if they believe that you care about them and that you love them, it is going to be twice. They're going to give you twice as much effort. That's just what I found. They're going to run through a wall for you once they know and are convinced that you care about them. Dude's just going to come out and hoop. It's like I use it with my team. I said, because I was talking about my freshmen, because the freshmen are trying to get acclimated last summer, and I had a lot of them. They were trying to figure it out. And I said, you know, guys will just come, and they'll go have their first open gym. They're just going to ball out. They're just going to straight up ball out. You know, forget if I like him, if we're going to hang out and do games, you know, going to play video games together. We're going to go, you know, we're just going to kick it. He's going to be my ace or whatever that is. We're just going to go hoop and get it done. Where I find with my – my female athletes, they, they know they're here and they know they're good because they're at a college level. They've received a scholarship, but they're going to go in and try to figure out, hmm, I wonder if, you know, how she is. I wonder if she, you know what I mean? I've just found it different ways. And so, yeah, she, she, so, so a female athlete is kind of, is, is navigating a little bit. Is navigating, in my, in my experience, yes, we try to navigate a little bit because there's so many things that are, that are that are important to us doesn't mean it's not on the same same side it's just a different way you navigate it right. a little bit a little bit differently a little right. bit differently right. some of it's our, our makeup you know you know it's just yeah no that, I, I listen listen your your evidence is as important as scientific evidence i mean it, look <laughs> you've been around it right yeah yeah it doesn't mean the expectation's different right it just means you have to navigate some things a little differently right. in the beginning right to get to the end to the yeah, same you said some, and, and sorry, I'm going a little off script here. I know I told you some other questions, but this is fun. When you, when you talked about at the top level, they become the same. Does that indicate to you that mental toughness can be taught? Because it evolves, right? It yeah. changes. Yeah. 
it changes and it also changes with maturation, right? Different things become more important, right? As you, as you grow, something becomes less important is maybe if, if I really want to be a top athlete, less important is all the social pieces, becoming friends with all the people that I, you know, becoming true friends with all the people that I work out with or that I work with, you know, is it about me becoming the best that I could possibly be? And so those things become more important. And so things kind of, I don't want to say go by the wayside, but you start to shed some of those other necessities that you felt were important. Right. I believe I do believe it can be, can be taught. Like I'm trying to teach this to my players, you know, you know, right now. And that, you know, when I go back to it, I go, it's gotta be tied to your commitment. I could be really, you know, and I put him in a circle one day and I said, listen, I am sick as a dog. How many of you guys know that my temperature right now is 101 degrees? And they kind of looked at me. And I said, and if we could be honest, some of you would be flat out on the floor right now. You'd just be, I'm not even playing, but if you were standing next to me and me and you both had 101 degree temperature, you'd be knocked out right now. I said, but I'm tied to this commitment. Now I'm not gonna get here and make you guys sick. I know I'm not contagious, I'm not gonna do that, but I am tied to this. So I'm gonna give the best that I have right now and i challenged each of them you know on those days when they're just just in terms of what you said to us on those days when they're not feeling great what can i give it's not what in the mental toughness piece and i think that's where you got to flip the script it's not how it's not oh my god i can't do this what can i do that's what i'm trying to get out of their heads it's not like oh i feel so bad i can't do what i normally do Ah, what can you do today just give it to me and you're just you're just spitting out gold right now man you're just giving you're giving some awesome stuff i'm loving this one of one of the other coaches that i that i interviewed and I, and and you just brought it up kind of he he says that mental toughness or or playing in his program is a race to maturity Oof. right so so if I'm you want to race I'm down sorry yeah he's <laughs> like if you want to race let's race to maturity Right. And, and kind of what you're saying, I think it, it, it dovetails really well with what he was saying is that maturity, all of a sudden, other things become a little bit more important right. to you. Right. You don't have to be friends with everybody, right? You don't have to do, you don't have to be everything to everyone. You have to be what's best for you and what's right. best for the program, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, that, was, that was cool. I love how you talked about maturity and how all of a sudden, like, you shed things, almost like a snake or I've heard a... Mm-hmm. I've heard a, a mental toughness thing on like a, a lobster, like sh- it, it can't grow until it sheds its skin. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. you, you know, you're just growing and you're shedding and you're growing yeah. and you're shedding and, and you're becoming more mature. And then by the time you're a senior in college, what matters to the team matters to you first. Then it also matters because it's your personal, it yeah. helps you to be your personal best right. and being the best person on the team, that's that's a hard one because you you can't guarantee you're going to be the best player on the team. You can't guarantee that you're the best player for the team. For the team, and 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 when you're the best player on the team, if you're not the best player for the team, you're not worth a lot. You're not worth a lot. <laughs> you're actually a problem. You yeah. keep your cancer, yeah. right? Because yeah. you're not. It's all about you. So, God, these you got you got me all excited, man. <laughs> I need you to preach. Just keep. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So um, let's let's flip a little bit to when you're trying to recruit an athlete. What type of things do you look for to to see mental toughness, or to at least know that you think that they would grow into it, or or be willing to grow to it? Right, right. Um, I you know um, it's it's I think it's it's kind of all encompassing. I, there's a lot a lot of things I look for. Okay, right. We're not a. Be it, if we're just flat out, we're not on the phone with you if you can't hoop. 
right? I'm, you, could be, you could be a great young woman, but if I'm recruiting you, it's because I believe that you can hoop or you have a ceiling that I believe I can help you get to, right? I believe that I can help you just keep, keep you know, um, excelling and getting better and getting better. And so that's why we're on the phone. And so now I want to know what you're about, right? What are the things that are important to you? I ask about family. I ask about best friends. I ask about your habits. Because when we start having this conversation, you tell on yourself. Can I say that? You, you end up telling on yourself. And in conversation, that's what people do. We tell on ourselves, whether we intend to or not. And so, um, so what I, I look for all of these things. And then I asked them, I said, okay, so, so what kind of coaches have you had? Do you have those that are really, really intense that are in your face? Do you have those that are, don't, you know, don't skirt, kind of skirt around tough issues? Um, and how do they go about it? Are they, are they yelling at you? Do they touch you on your shoulder? How do you handle those things? And I get a, a lot of players who say, who um, have had both, and they think ultimately that they've gotten, I don't want to say more, but they've, they've get gotten tougher by having the coach that has those intense moments with them, you know, that really digs into them a little bit. You know, it doesn't mean that they do it all the time, but that can balance the two things, right? And so I look for how they respond to those things. And I ask them situations, and especially if, like if I was at a game and I'll say to you, you know, I'll say, well, I saw the game, you got in foul trouble early, you know, and then I watch how they handle themselves going down the bench. You, you, when coach snatches you out, do you get, do you snatch the towel? Do you get pissed? And do you only hit, do you go down the bench, but you go to five people and you wave at the others, you know, or do you not even go down the bench to the end of the bench? Right. You know, I watch all of those things because to me, how you handle that then determines your response, how you're going to respond to it. And so I watch all of those things and I ask them those questions. And so it's hard to, until really, until you're in the gym with them, you don't know. You can think a lot of things, yeah. you know, but really until you're in the gym and you're in a kind of an isolated situation where it's, it's you doing skill development or it's you and them competing against another teammate who's better at the time, who's better right now, has, more, has, a, has a broadened their skill set, let's just say that. And um, so I, you know, I try to put them in those situations and make it tough to see how they respond. And someday, you know, I'm unapologetic. You know, my, my kids, you know, joke, my team jokes about my eyebrow. They go, yeah, Coach V, they go, Coach V is cool. You can, Coach V, because she has kids our age, so she knows everything, but when that eyebrow goes up, my seniors will tell you, they'll be like, don't play, don't play. Like it's, it's time to get it right. And so I try to put them in those situations. And when we talked about it, can, can you learn to be mentally tough? I think you can, I think you can learn certain skills and, and, and really it's trying to figure out and evaluate what's important to you. Yeah. Right. And then when things become more important, it's like we talked about now I'm more determined, you know, yeah. I'm more apt to try to fight through things, you know, because so I'm committed to those things. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly though, when you're recruiting an athlete, you're looking a lot at body language then. You're I'm looking, looking at, oh, a lot of it. A lot, I tell, and I tell players that all the time. Like you can literally tell, like in, in sport, like I can tell, it sounds weird, but I can tell when a player has some acumen and some things, just by the way they go, a ball's rolled to them, the way they pick up a ball. It's, it's, really, it's, it's really weird because you've been, been doing yeah. it for 25 years. Okay, so I know she can play, right? I know she can play. Now, who is she? Like, who is she? Is she a baller who's really, really soft? Is she a baller who kind of, you know, her emotions are, are tied to it? Oh, maybe I can work with that, right? Is she one who's just a dead eye? Like, this is, I'm trying to win. I'm determined. You know, I, I say it to, to players, if I really like you, like I get on the phone, I go, I'm talking to you because you're a dog. 
and that's a D-A-W-G, I mean that affectionately, right. like you're a dog and that's what I want. You know, I want, I want that. It's, it's a bit harder. I'll work at it because we're coaches and what we're supposed to do. It's a bit, a bit harder. And this is why we coach is to, is to help build that mental toughness. But if you already got some in you and now we can kind of, yep. you know, <laughs> shape it, work with it. Well, it's a lot. Roll over it. Is it. Isn't it easier to put reins on somebody than it is yes. to, to push yes. them? Yes, it, re it really, really I is. If, um, if, like you're saying, if they're a dog and, and, and you can just steer them in the right direction, that's a lot easier than than just trying to get them motivated. Right, right. right. So I, so I, so I, so I need the one that's right there in the middle where they maybe, maybe it's a little emotion going on there, but they're passionate about it, right? They're passionate about it. But now, okay, let's 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 see how we can get you tougher so that in those moments where it's get you stronger, so then moments where it's tough, you know, you can you're resilient, right? You can fight through it. Yeah. All right, let's flip to you a little bit. Oh. Greatest failure in your career, and how did you overcome it? What did you learn from it? Or just failure, just failure general. It doesn't even have to be in your career. Come on, Riles. Um, <laughs> what, what's something yeah. that hurt? There's a lot of things. <laughs> What'd you say? What's something that hurt? What's something that got you good? And you're like, I got to fight back through from this. I got to fight oh. through this. I got to. I don't, you know, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's a lot of things. I think, I think that probably one of the toughest experiences for me was, was there was a, you know, cause you get tied to players and certain things. And so, you know, it was early on in my, uh, career at my second, the second institution I was at. And there was a young lady who was a pretty good player, right? And she was, uh, I got tied to her story, if I can say that, because there were some pieces that were familiar and very similar to mine. And so, you know, I, I believe I'm, I'm, a, I'm a better coach because I can really connect to my players, right? But there has, there always has to be boundaries and things with that. But her, her experience was so similarly, similarly tied to mine that I, I don't want to say I got caught up into it, but I was so concerned with that that it then um, it affected my performance. Can I say that? In my performance, in the way that I taught her, the way that I coached her, I believe I could have given her a lot more than I did. Right. So to me, that was a tough one because I could have just because she needed it because I and I and I should have known that because I went through it. Right. I went through it. But because I was so tied to that, I wasn't I was I was second guessing myself and I was more, you know, I, huh. I don't even know if I'm describing this right. I, 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 I lost focus in a sense. Right. Instead of teaching her and helping her work through all these things, I was trying to understand it. And it was honestly because it was just. It was crazy. It was like my doppelganger. You know what I mean? Just so, just so tied to that. And I wish I would have given her a lot more. Now I still see her. I still talk to her and I tell her this. I'm like, I did, I did you dirty. I didn't do it right. Cause I believe you needed this at that, this time. She eventually get, you know, getting to the place she needed to be, but I don't think I, I did that. So that would be right. in terms of, terms of coaching. Interesting. So, and I may be hearing this wrong, so you can you can change this question if you want to and answer it the right. way you want. But it sounds like to me that you've talked about in this interview so far that it's important to show the kids that you care, mm -hmm. 
But it also sounds like that if you're too emotionally tied into it, that you can't care for them the way that you need to care for them, for them to get to where they need to go. Is that? You are exactly right. To get them where where they need to go. So how do you balance that? How do you uh, balance getting emotionally tied to also showing them enough care? Right. Right. Well, number one, everybody's experience is their own. As similar as ours were, it's not my experience. It's hers, right? It's her, it's her experience. And so I, I think that, um, and it's very different right now from an assistant coach to head coach. I still care a great deal, but kids, but, but kids as they always have been, you know, when they come in the office, they're always going to go check out those assistant coaches first as long as they can before they have to come into the head coach, head coach's office, right? Before right. they have to, before they have to come in. I'm like, I say it to my kids all the time. If you don't get in here and say hello, and now get out, you know, and I don't even need much from them. But so, so just in terms of, they have to know that we care about them. They have to know that we love them. But I think it's the goal and the commitment. My commitment is to try to get you to where you say you want to get to. And I ask everybody that when they come into the program, like I ask them athletically, they, if they say they want to be the best college basketball player, they can be great. They say they want to be, they want to move. They want to go beyond that and play overseas. Okay. This is what you said. Right. And this is how we're going to work. We're all going to work hard, but you're going to put an extra time because this is where you're trying to get to. Right. And so all those things. But then I asked them, okay, what do you want after after you're done playing? What's next? Right. So I'm trying to help this whole person. Right. This whole person. So I have to understand my commitment is to help all of you. So so I'm not just tied to the fact that I love you and I care about you. That's going to go without saying I do. I really do. Okay. now these are the issues. How, are, how am I, through basketball, right, through my commitment and connection to you, how am I going to help you get to the next stages? And that's where I grew in that, right? right. I, yes, I love and I care about you. Okay, these are the issues. Not mine, they're yours, but how can I help you through this vehicle, through yeah. sport, right? Get to the best. So that's how I was able to, to, balance, all, to balance all that. That was mine. Such a, such a good answer. Um, if a group of your peers from your, I don't know, age 18 to 24 years old mm-hmm. were, were to fill in this blank, they would say, Coach, Coach Valeda will be successful because she blank. What would they say? What was, the, what was that core characteristic about you that they, they knew you would be successful as a coach or in life? Um, because... She's crazy. She's going to get it. No. Uh, because she's strong. I think they would have said that. Strong. S- strong. I wasn't quite determined yet, but I would just say two things. They would say strong, and they say because she's a, she's a, what's the word to describe me? I don't know. Because she's, what's the word they use? Like when you do interviews, they, collegial, is that the word they use? You know, you can, you, you can, I can communicate with anybody. Oh, okay. Like literally if there were 10 people on the street and they all had different, whatever, um, experiences, they were different races and ethnicities. They just, whatever the situation, I, I feel comfortable starting a conversation with anybody. And yeah. I get that from my mom. Cause my mom is well read. She can, she can talk about anything at any time. I'm not, I can't do all that like she does, but I get that piece from her. And so I, my ability to just, you know, I'm strong enough and I can adapt to certain 
I, I guess I trifle that so I can adapt to a lot of different things that go on because I've had so much ex personal experiences that I can adapt to a lot of different things. But I would say my strength and the and my ability to just communicate with anybody. Yeah, I like I love it. I think I think I think it, uh, being adaptive is a strength. Like that is a strong characteristic, right? Like that's being able to move and adjust and keep bobbing and weaving and moving and going and right, right, right. It's it, it, cause there's a means to an end, you know, it's not all, I, you know, it's not, I plan everything and plotting and planning, but ultimately, you know, if, if my, if I'm trying to get here, if my goal is here, I'm, I'm going to be able to adapt and adjust. It doesn't mean I lose any of who I am. Right. 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 Um, one of my favorite uh, poems is by Langston Hughes. Um, it's called the motto and that's part of, and you know, it just came to me when you said the ability to adapt and move that whole thing came to my head. And I've said, I've, I've read it. It's my interpretation of it. And I've read it. I've said it to my team a lot of times, but it's called the motto. So when you get a chance to read it, it's just about doing that. It's about doing that same thing. I have goals, but right within that, I'm going to, there's going to be a lot of obstacles. There's going to be a lot of people I meet. There's going to be a lot of situations and all that, but how can I navigate all this to get to where I'm trying to get to, Right. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to make great friendships. I'm going to meet a lot of people. It doesn't mean I know you all to the same extent, but I'm going to do deal with all of these things, you know, on my journey, appreciate it all, but just trying to get, get to my end, get to my end. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Man, this, is, this has been so fun to get, you know, to get to know you better and just to understand like how, how it all kind of comes out with you and how, how you tick a little bit. What, were there any coaches or any players that you played with that you, you stole some mentality from, some mindset or mental toughness from, or did it influence you to be, like, tougher? Yeah, heck yeah. Um, my first introduction to coaches who I was like, if, you know, I'm a, I am a wildcat through and through. But I, uh, Pat Summit and Lady Vols, that, that's really, that's literally – who I, I, lo I loved Pat Summit because I loved her passion, her intensity. And I would always say, could I play for her? You know, and when I got to different ages, I was like, okay, now I think I could play for her. I'm, I'm getting a little tougher, a little stronger, a little right. more resilient. Um, she was great just because I knew she cared about her kids. I knew she did, but, but because she did and because they knew it, she could get on them in a way that nobody else could. Like for some, I don't even believe their parents could get on them like that because they hadn't been through the fire like they'd been through with her, you know? And, and so she was a great influence to me. Um, I had a lot of coaches, my high school coach who eventually was my high school coach, um, Ken Johnson. He was great just because, cause he was, he was a really, really good teacher and he did it in such a way you were learning and you didn't realize you were learning, you know? And I find that fascinating because like for some of my players will say something, this is why we did a B so we could get to see it. It's so great as a coach when you players go, you know, okay, woo, I am teaching them something, you know, he was great in that way. Um, and then um, I've worked with a lot of coaches who've been really, really good, but working with Elaine Elliott at Utah, that was phenomenal. And I got her to come and support me a little bit my first year here, because I was like, there's no way I can jump into my first head coaching job without you right here. Without you getting in me, telling me what to do and be, or give me a little, I, I, have you thought about, is it, you know, and sometimes it would get on my nerves and she knew that but that's why she was here, right? To teach and to help and to support and to guide. And so she was really, really good because she's a tough lady. 27 years, I believe, at University of Utah. Had yeah. one, maybe two losing seasons. Maybe two seasons where she didn't win at least 18 games. Like, that's a tough cookie. Like, that's a tough lady. And she's still tough to this day. And yeah. so it just, you know, she was tied to trying to make University of Utah a 
championship program. And she did that, getting that school to the Elite Eight, um, a free throw away from the Final Four to the Sweet 16. You know what I mean? With kids who would not have been in your, at, who, wouldn't, who are top 100 kids, but they weren't labeled as, if that makes any sense, right? Right. And so she yeah. was really, really good in her mindset. Like she's, that's a determined woman. She was, she was committed. She was committed. She's committed. And not, not many people ever scared me as an adult. Really. Not many people just <laughs> really scared me, but Elaine Elliott, and it was never. I don't scare you. I don't scare you. But she, she, and it wasn't directed at me, but to see her in her intense moments, just get, and I'd be like, whew. Yeah. Glad that's not me. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but. She had, you, she had you on edge a little bit. She, she had, had you on edge a little bit. I'm like, hey, hey, okay, come give me a hug. Come here. You know? I love it. I love tough, it. Two tough, tough women. Two tough, tough women. Oh man, that's fun to hear. That's fun to hear. If you if you could give yourself advice to to yourself 15 years ago, and I don't know where you were 15 years ago, mm-hmm. but what what would you what would you tell yourself? What what have you learned in the last 15 years that might be a little nugget that would have helped you navigate a little bit better? Um, one, uh, it's temporary. Uh. Temporary. Whatever you're going through, whatever it, whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, whether it be negative or positive, it is temporary. That would be the thing. You know, because 15 years ago, if I just talked personally, my kids were eight, six, and four, right? And my husband traveled 150 days out of the year. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my God. But it's temporary, right? Because we're trying to get to this certain end, right? And then if it was was really great, like um, when I uh, coached at Oregon, fantastic. It was just, you know getting back into the rise of things and things like that. And then we're hit with, you know, a coaching change. So I've got to make a decision. It, but it was, we were riding high, but I got it, had to remember it's temporary because at any time, you know, we're an injury away. We're a, we're an, eight, we're, we're, we're an athletic director away, you know, from any kind of change, you know, and so all those things. And so just understanding that things are temporary doesn't mean you can't be happy or feel joy or be, be happy about something. But you can't sink so low and you can't get too high because when it hits you, it's going to hit you. Yeah. You know? And are you prepared actually, for it? So you, I think that's for me. Yeah, when you said it, it, it actually ran me. When my dad coached me, and, and it's funny because my dad was a tennis coach at the college, but he would, he would coach a little league basketball team here and there or he would, mm-hmm. when he had a little bit of time. And my friends still come up to me. From, the, from that era, and they're like, do you remember the cheer your dad used to do with us whenever we would break? And I'm like, what's that? What? And I go, actually, and now I know, because so many people have said it, but he, uh-huh. he used to do this cheer that was, it just doesn't matter. So he'd be like, it just doesn't matter on three. One, two, three, just doesn't matter. And, and, and they talk about it, and it's really interesting to me, but I think that's what he was trying to say, is like, this is just temporary. Yeah. Like, we're having fun, we're growing, we're getting better, like, right just doesn't matter like win or lose here let's go and let's just play as hard as we can and then then we'll figure it out from there right Right, and and uh and i i I like that advice man it's just temporary like it's just temporary and you don't know when things are going to change and change is tough but but it's going to change it's never 
I, I think back to the best times in my life of playing football or coaching football mm-hmm. or doing what I do now. And the key is to be grateful for where you're at when it's good. Right? That's the word right there. Like right? just be grateful for, for, for what it is. I'm still grateful. I'm still grateful for those times in my life because I look back at it, I'm like, oh, that was so good. And instead of crying or thinking like, oh man, I wish I was still there. I'm like, isn't it great that I had that great of experience that I know that it can be that great. Right, that it can be that great. And if you didn't, whether, and again, whether they're good or bad, if you didn't have that bad experience, would you be as strong as you are today? Like in it, in it, you thought it was the end of the world, but like I've tried to tell my players, this is temporary. Like it's, Temporary. Who are you going to be in the midst of all of this? In the and midst of the good, in the midst of who are you going to be in the midst of it? And that's, that's literally what I've been trying to just yeah. beat into the, beat, uh, really beat into these kids. Who are you going to be in the midst of this? Right? When you sit at the table, if I'm on, and I'm just sitting here thinking about things like, who am I? You know what I mean? You got to figure that out. You got to figure that out in the midst of this COVID, right? We go back to the beginning. Are you committed? Yes. There are days when I just sit, like I had to walk outside the other day and just yell. And I was like, God, this is driving me crazy. (laughs) For the moment it was though, but literally it's for the moment. But really I love being here with my kids, right? My husband, my kids and everything else. Like, this is great. I love the house being loud because in a minute it's not going to be the same. And I'm going to wish that we were back to this. Right. And so all of these things, I, I can't get as much work done as I want to, because I got, you know, I got to do it all because right. they're all back and everything like that, but that's okay. You know, I'm going to get it done because I'm committed to it. I'm tied to it. So, yeah. It reminds me, you went outside and, and screamed. I, it reminds me of my mother. I, I shared this quote with her the other day because I saw it during the midst of all this. And, and, and the quote goes something like this. He goes, sometimes you got to step outside your house and you got to say a really loud prayer that says, good Lord, I can't do this anymore. And then you turn around and you walk back inside and you keep doing it. (laughs) It reminds me so much of my mom. And it's kind of what you just said, right? Like sometimes you got to go out and scream, then you walk back inside and you just keep doing it. Right. And you just just keep doing it because you can, you can just in that, in that moment, it was a lot, right? In that moment, it was a lot, but you're, you're capable, you know, and that's the thing you're capable, but now, and I think when you go back to mental toughness, you've learned, you have, you've learned some things, you know, like you try to do with our kids, you try to put little tools in place, you know, little thoughts and ideas in their head, but then they begin to believe, you know, and work on, right. you know, our motto, our mantra this year is habits, hearts, and minds, habits, hearts, and minds. You can put it in whatever order you want to put it. In. And I like the way it flowed with habits, hearts, and minds, but really right. this right here, this right here, you know, you can have all these thoughts and ideas. Or you can have all these feelings, whatever it is, it's whatever order, but do my habits reflect what it is I really want to be? Is my heart in this thing, right? And I've got to get tougher here because if this is really important to me, if it's really, really important to me, I'm going to do it in spite of, I'm going to do it because of, right? Right? All these, all these things. So habits, hearts, and minds, our hearts have to be in, in the right place, right? Our minds, we have to become stronger, right? And then our habits are going to reflect all of that. Yeah. And if our habits reflect all these things that we say we want to do and what want to be, we're going to get there. We're absolutely going to get there. Right. And so that's, that's literally what I've been talking to my assistant coaches about. When we talk to these kids in our position groups and we're talking to them because this is such a unprecedented situation that hopefully we're moving out of, but really 
we've got all these things. Okay. When you, when you sit at home and you're like, this is, I'm not getting any better. I can't, no, forget the cats. I get so tired of the cats. They, my players know I can't stand that. I can't stand that word. Right. Like I get mad, but I, what are you about to say to me? Nothing. No, no, I just, I, I was just going to say your mantra, how, how perfect is that mantra for what's going on right now? Yeah, Isn't that, that's what's crazy. That's what's crazy because right. it was, because I knew in, in January because I, I said it one time in a school a while ago and I knew how it affected the kids and I was like, well, that's good. And I hadn't thought about it, but then I thought about our kids and our circumstances and where we are, where we're trying to get to. I was like, that's going to be it in January. That's what we're going with. And it, and it is really appropriate for, for these times, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Is there anything else? Is there anything else that you would uh, give us advice on in the in these tough times? I mean, there's a lot of people out there struggling right now. There's right. there's jobs that have been lost. There's people that are getting sick. There's right. there's frustrations with you know how things are different. Is there anything that you would would add on to what you just said? Because I think that was beautiful. Well, I think the biggest thing, like you said, it it's different. It's different, and I and I, I say to my kid, my players all the time, you know, change can be good. Change doesn't have to be a bad thing. We think when something, we're, we're rolling this way and we run into something and we got to change it. Oh, no. That's the first thing we really think of. Oh, no. Rather than, okay, how do I adapt? How do I adjust to this? Because it is. It is. I, I've run into it, so I can't make it disappear. It's there. Like, yeah. okay, so really, what can I do? You know, it's hard when you talk about death and loss because that's, you've got to go through your processes right there, Right. But, you know, in terms of, in terms of, I've lost a job, you know, in terms of losing a, losing a job in your livelihood, it's like, okay, we all, we're human. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Okay, but now what do I do next? And you, I think, you know, and that, that fight, you know, that you're wise, you know, I think that's what pushes you. That's what pushes you and moves you forward. And so I think, to, you know, for me, and, and you know, it's what I've said to you today. I was like, this is temporary. Now it's long. Like I heard somebody say, I read somebody said like 2020 is a leap year because we've had 300 days in March and we got five years in April <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and here comes May, you know, but, but I, it, it's, t it's temporary that, okay. So, but now while I'm in this moment, what am I thinking about? How am I going to adjust and adapt and try to make this, try to come out of here better? My brother said to me, he called me, my younger, I have three brothers, but the one right below me said, okay, how are we going to get better in this, in this time spiritually? Um, mentally and physically. That's the first thing he said to me. He wasn't even high. He goes, okay, this is what we got to think about. How are we going to improve in these three ways? And I was like, listen, it's seven in the morning. I, <laughs> I love you wake up. But really, I took, I took to that. I was like, okay, okay, that's good. How can we do, how can we do this? And that, to me, that's your mindset, right? right. And so I just, I would, I just, for me, it's just been trying to, to encourage people, you know, just right. trying to be a good person. Because I think with all of this going on, there's a bigger picture. I've always felt that there's a bigger picture. And what can we get out of this? How can we be better um, for all of this? Because we're all going through something, right? We're all going through something as it relates to this COVID-19. Yeah. And it's different for everybody. It's different for everybody. It's different. And you got to remember that it's different for everybody. You know, somebody, it's different for every single person. So, you know, how can I get better and how can I be of assistance when I find myself in that situation? Right. Or if there's some way I can help, because I think it all, it all gets returned to you, Riley. I think it all gets returned to you, the good and the bad. I think you're right. I think you're right. You, you made me think of something and I don't know if I've shared this with your team yet. I see, I seem to share it a lot with basketball players, but I always think 
when you're going through adversity or when you make a mistake in a game or when something goes wrong, NBA, and I don't mean National Basketball Association, <laughs> I mean next best action. What's my next best action now that this happened? Mm. Right? Right. And, and uh, you know, the other phrase that's similar to that one is win, W-I-N, doesn't mean to win. It means what's important now. Right. Like, what, what's important now? Mm-hmm. What's my next best action? And I think that's what you were saying. And uh, you say it a lot better than I do. So, yeah. gosh, it's been so fun. It's been yeah. so fun to interview you this morning. Thank you for your words of wisdom, for talking about mental toughness with us. Um, this this conference hopefully we'll be able to have you again back again next year it's you know and I'll ask you some different questions but it's been fun to tap into your mind and your mindset and mental toughness and thank you so much thank Thank you you. I appreciate you Riley I appreciate it thank you okay Uh, you have have an awesome awesome day and hopefully we'll be out of this mess soon okay sounds good all right man thank you thank you